0: G'day everybody, welcome to our service tonight, welcome to our live stream. We pray you're all well and we give you thanks and we give God thanks for joining us. We pray tonight that your ears and your eyes, spiritually speaking, will be open to receive a revelation of the word. As my wife Helen previously mentioned, that uh, tonight I want to look at the seven Greek words for sin, and we'll be starting with word number one. But this will be a series that will go on for seven weeks. So I encourage you to to join in and uh, and watch this series. Take part in this series for the next seven weeks. Not yet to see it. So in the uh, our word today, the Greek word for sin today. Is Hamatia, That spells H-A-I. Sorry, H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A. If you want to look that up in a uh, in a Bible dictionary, hamartia. Help me with that. And there are many words for sin, and this is one of seven listed in the New Testament. As I mentioned, in the Greek New Testament there are seven different terms that refer to sin and dealing with sin and personal development for the individual go hand in hand. There is much to be learned from the scriptures in regards to personal development. It's interesting. I have a son who is a school teacher and every two months or so He goes away to a conference, and it's called a PD Day. I asked him one day, what does PD stand for? He said, personal development. All the teachers come together, and we go to a teacher's conference, and we learn new methods and and learn how to apply new methods of teaching and educating people within the context of the classroom. I thought, wow, that's what Christians need. We need to have times of personal development in our relationship with Christ. We have a responsibility, folks, to ourselves and also to other believers. And above all, we have a responsibility to God. And our responsibility is for the personal Christian development of ourselves, we must strive to attain to reach the goals or tick off the list requirements that God has for us to fulfill. And when we study the Old Testament patriarchs, people like Moses or Abraham, Moses, David, great pillars of the faith, we see people of integrity, we see people of faith, Who gave their best to God. And even if we look at our recent history of the last century or so, we see that the spread of the gospel has just exploded, folks, onto the world scene with such force and passion that the world is running scared of Christianity. Believe me, folks, the order of the world is to stamp out Christianity. That's what the world wants to do. Soon there will be a mass departure of people from this planet. Millions of people will disappear from this planet and the world will be shocked. We call it the rapture. We call it the rapture. History reveals to us the responsibility that Christians have exercised. And we must also take up the challenges that God sets before us. This series is about sin and it's about the behaviour of sin. And this is an area that affects all races, all cultures and all peoples. And the consequences of sin are not all that good. The consequences of sin are not all that good. Personal development of the individual Christian is where improvement begins. Excuse me. It begins with individuals that make up the church. And then we have a church full of people who are on fire. And they're on fire for God as a group. And this is where ministry begins. This is where mission begins, folks. This is where revival begins. Remember that word? Have you heard it somewhere in the past? Revival. We don't hear it much these days, do we? Revival. Revival. What does it mean? When someone gets pulled out of the ocean and they're drowning, they come and tip the water out. They breathe and give CPR and mouth-to-mouth and heart massage. Then they cough and they begin to breathe on their own. Folks, they've been revived. Yeah. They've been revived. They were dying and now they've been revived. Has revival come to your heart? Spiritual revival. Were you dying in the chaos and the sin of the world? And Jesus has come and give you a heart massage, and he's put his breath into you. You've been revived. You have a new life, been born again. The personal development of individual Christians is where improvement begins. And improvement is what we must continually look for. This is where the revelation of God changes hearts, ladies and gentlemen. This is where people get excited and passionate for God's leading. As we learn to grow together, God will touch us and use us to facilitate his ministry and purpose for this community, for your community. Today, as we begin to study these seven aspects of sin, allow yourself to connect to God as He begins to reveal to you His plan for both your personal life and His plan for this particular life. The pastor is not the church. The pastor leads the church. And so we must dream together. We must fulfill our vision together. We must minister together. We must mission together. It is time to unite and to draw together as one, as Christians in all communities around the world, for we are one in Christ and we belong to one kingdom, the kingdom of God. We must do this for God's will, for God's purpose, for God's church. Are you able to bring that screen up? Yeah. Thanks. Helen's going to bring a screen up and it will show us what these seven words are. And I'll go through them one at a time. It's just coming. Five... Four, three, two, one. There we go. Thank you, Helen. Okie dokie. Can we do a full screen on that one? Please. Up here somewhere, view, full screen. Alrighty. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, the first Greek word is hamatia, H-A-M-A-T-I-A. Basically, it means to miss the mark. The reference is Hebrews 12.1. This is the, the one word for sin we're going to look at tonight. The second word is hetima, h e t e m a. This is diminishing what should have been given full measure. The reference is 1 Corinthians 6 7. The third Greek word for sin is paratoma Paratoma. Sorry. P A R A P T O M A. Paratoma. Parapetoma. Falling when one should have stood. Ephesians 1 7. The fourth Greek word for sin is agnosema. A G N O C E M A. It means ignorance when one should have known. Hebrews 9 7. In week 5, we'll be looking at parakoe which means, which is spelt. P A R A K O E P A R A K O E to refuse to hear and heed God's word 2nd 3 Corinthians 10:6 6. number 6 parabasis P A R A B A S I S to intentionally cross the line reference Hebrews 2.2. 2. And the seventh Greek word for sin is anomia and paranomia. A-N-A-M-I-A and P-A-R-A-N-O-M-I-A, which means lawlessness or willfully breaking God's written w- rules. And the reference there is Titus 2.14. Okay, thank you, Helen. So I'll get Helen to bring this graphic up each week as um, you may not have caught it all or there may be new people listening. I encourage you to share this message. It's a very interesting series and, and a very interesting teaching. So let's begin with the first word for sin, hamatia. The definition is that hamartia means to miss the mark. This sin, hamartia, can so easily torment us. We are aiming at God's best, but we miss it. We are aiming at God's best, but we miss the mark. We are aiming at God's best, but for some reason we fail. We are aiming at God's best but we don't quite make it. Hamartia. Hamartia. I want to read tonight the reference, Hebrews 12.1, but I want to read it from the King James Version. Okay? Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed or compassed about... With such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beseech us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Before we go on, I want to talk about the preceding chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, because this verse, verse 1 of chapter 12 is talking about the heroes of faith that we read about (coughs) in chapter 11. Let me refresh your memory. Chapter 11 is all about the heroes of faith that we read in scriptures. In the scriptures, by faith, Abel bought God a better offering than Cain. By faith, He was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken. I'll go on. I'll go on. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. Verse 9. Sorry, verse... Verse 8. By faith, Abraham. And... Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him and I'm just going down but this is the list of all the people who were heroes of faith verse 20 by faith Isaac 21 by faith Jacob 22 by faith Joseph 23 by faith Moses 24 again by faith Moses and this list goes on 30 ah sorry by, verse 29, by faith the people passed through the Red Sea. 30, by faith the walls of Jericho fell. Um, 31, by faith the Rahab, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies. The, re, the writer of Hebrews says, I don't have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson and Jephthah, and David and Samuel and the prophets, and so on and so on. This chapter is about the heroes of faith. All these people mentioned in the scriptures in the Old Testament were great heroes of faith. And now we read in chapter 12, verse 1, that we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lie aside, let us lay aside, folks every weight, and the sin would do so easily beset us. The sin here is to miss the mark. You see, these people, these heroes of faith, they didn't miss the mark. They continued. Do you think there was a few conspiracy theories going about when Noah was building the ark? <laughs> you better believe it. There would have been Hundreds. But no one knew what was going on. He knew the truth. He didn't fail. He didn't miss the mark. He was obedient unto God's call. And so was Moses and Abraham and all of these people. They had their goal and they achieved their goal. They had their vision and the vision was fulfilled. They had a dream and the dream came to pass. They didn't miss the mark. The sin here, hamartia, is to miss the mark. And as believers, we aim high because of more than than the high standards, but because those standards have been set by God. And because God is love and also that God is perfection. And his standards are the highest, so high that we cannot even begin to maintain them. That's why Jesus died. The Holy Spirit has come, and we have the five fold ministry, folks. Example Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. As the Bible has imparted to us, as we receive the revelation from Scripture, and we have a standard of life to maintain, this is the mark to aim for. What do you want to hear? When you enter the gates of pearl, well done, good and faithful servant. Or depart from me. I don't even know you. I know which words I want to hear. As previously mentioned, the sin is falling short of the best that God has for us. Don't fall short for the best That God has for you. Don't take life into your own hands. But give your life. Yield. You come to an intersection. You see that triangle sign. In Australia it says give way. In the States of United America. It says yield. And that's what we must do. How does the hymn go? Yield not to temptation. This verse of Hebrews 12.1 is a follow-on, as I mentioned, from chapter 11, which is the Heroes of Faith chapter. The writer of Hebrews is making the comparison between the activities of the faithful in chapter 11 who did hit the mark and those who didn't. Those who did and those who didn't. Although God's standards are is high God's standard is high we can easily achieve all that he has to do for us it works through trusting God to lead us and to give us good guidance now this can be a bit tricky at times because we tend to evaluate situations from our perspective rather than God's. And this is where the sin occurs. The reason we miss the mark is because we shut God out and have taken control ourselves. This is where the still small voice of the Holy Spirit comes in. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys. When we listen to the Spirit, all is okay. Oh, yeah, all is okay. But when we listen to the other voices, we fall straight away. And we miss the mark. Yes, we miss the mark. We don't want to, but we do. We don't want to, but we do. We must be smart in our thinking, In the Garden of Eden the devil wanted Adam and Eve to disobey God's instruction. The Tower of Babel, the people were disobeying God's instruction. There's something that we don't want to do. God's instruction. Don't miss the mark. Follow the Bible to the letter. Follow it to the letter. Be the best you can for God. Don't give him second or third place in your life. Not here, not here, up here. It's about distinguishing the correct voice and then the obedience <coughs> to that voice, voice. Oh, why did you do such and such? Uh, God told me. Mm. Why did you go there? Ah, God told me. Why are you still committing that particular sin? Uh, God hasn't told me. Come on, folks. Do you think I was born yesterday? So many people say, God told me. God told me. There's so many false believers about and they get carried away with their own fanciful thoughts. If God's going to tell you anything, it'll be out of scripture. It's how God works. It's about distinguishing the correct voice and then obedience to that voice. I mentioned before the five-fold ministries, and they can help us. These are people who are connected to God, especially to bring instruction to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Again, they are there to help us to achieve the high standards that God has set. These people are there to instruct the church. To show the church how to behave. To show the church how to teach. To show the church how to pastor and evangelize and how to prophesy and how to conduct yourself in apostolic ministries. To train the church, to instruct them and raise them up. Who else is going to teach us to be a teacher if it's not a teacher? Understand, folks, from this teaching that God desires you to become a hero of the faith. And that's number one. That's your vision. That's your dream. That's your highest priority to become number one with God. Ephesians tells us that we have every blessing in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1. You see, God wants you to have his best. God wants you to have his best. If you have a basic understanding of Scripture, then you realize that with God, your potential is greater than Without God, that's a given, isn't it? And if you choose to follow your own ways, then you are guilty of sin and you will miss the mark. Miss the mark. And that is hamartia. We all understand that God speaks to us. And that God has things for us to do for him. If we aim to fulfill God's purposes and we fail to miss the mark, then we're guilty of sin. And so often believers say to me, I heard from God or God spoke to me. And I mentioned this before. Or God said, let me be clear. Firstly, be very careful in your reference to God about what he has possibly said to you. We must be discerning and not seek glory for ourselves. Oh, I heard from God Almighty. Did you? You sinner, you've just heard from the devil. Come on. Come on. We must be discerning and not seek glory for ourselves. Such statements are usually said by people with a poor relationship with God, and they're trying to sound important by building themselves up to others. Truth is, folks, that people are not easily fooled. If you can't be honest with yourself, how can you be honest with God? This attitude is definitely missing the mark. Be discerning. God wants you, as I said before, to be a hero of the faith. He wants to list you among the great. God has so much potential for you and for us. The problem of missing the mark is that we allow self to get in the way. And sometimes we get wrapped up in our own importance. There's two things the devil hates. Think about this. There are two things that the devil hates. The first thing the devil hates is a repentant heart. Whoever <laughs> thought about that? The devil hates a repentant heart. You know, the second thing the devil hates? Humility. He hates a repentant heart and he hates humility. Interesting, isn't it? When you're on a mission, stay focused on the mission. And if things seem to be getting hard or too tough, don't give in, but press through and hit the mark that God prepared for you. It's not always about the people that are being ministered to, but often it's about us being stretched and hitting the mark or achieving what God has laid out for us. In 2019, I had an itinerary to go to Kenya, Uganda, Kenya, and back home to Australia. I thought, what a great mission trip. This will be great. I can preach here. I can teach here. I can do this. I can do that. Did I think it was going to be a learning process for myself? No, no, it's okay. I've been a Christian a long time. I know these things, I've been on mission trips before. So we get to Kenya and it's time to fly to Uganda for our week of mission there and we don't have the money. Oh dear, the hall's been booked, the flyers are sent out, 250 pastors and leaders are booked in. I don't have the money to get there. Do you think this mission trip is about me? Presenting the gospel? Yes, it was partly. Do you think it was about God stretching me and testing my faith? Absolutely. We had to trust God. How could we get there? We had no money to get there. All our money was accounted for. We prayed about it. As I said, the pastors and the leaders had made commitments. The hall had been booked. We are ready to go. We cried out to the Lord and then I got a message on Facebook Messenger and someone who doesn't even know me, just a Facebook friend, said, the Lord put it on my heart to give you 500 U.S. dollars. Folks, it was enough money for us to fly to Uganda and fly back. You see, the mission trip wasn't all about me spreading the gospel message. It was also about challenging my own faith, challenging my own walk, challenging my relationship with God. The mission is not always about somebody else. Sometimes the mission is about us. Don't become worried or scared of what God might ask you to do. It doesn't matter. You'll always achieve what God has for you because it's not in our strength or it's not in our power that we operate in. We operate in the same, same power that raised God, or sorry, that raised Christ from the dead. The Christian life is like Mm, it's like a set of stepping stones. And each mission, or as each mission is completed, it's like a step to the next stone. And this becomes your own personal development with God. Folks, take God seriously. Take him seriously. Don't operate with a prideful heart, but exercise humility and allow God to direct your path so that hitting the mark (coughs) is a regular occurrence. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks, Lord, for this message. We pray and ask, Lord, that you'll be with us in our quest, Lord, to hit the mark. And we ask, Lord, that you'll give us your best guidance. And I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be open and receptive to you. Lord, that not only will we follow your guidance, but, Lord, when we... Exercise wisdom and discernment. Lord, let it be from you. Let us hear from you. Lord, let us not miss the mark. But let us, through time, through personal development, through obedience to you, become heroes of faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon on Anchor Podcast. You can find more sermons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Also, check out our live stream messages on YouTube and Facebook. Just type Wattle City Church into your search window. God bless you. And have a great day. Amen.